Well, hello everybody. It's Justin Westmoreland again, the Flow Live Athlete Pastor Channel, and it is day 30 of the Online Bible Reading Club. We are in Exodus 23 and 24 and Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16. Let's dive into it. So as you're looking at these texts, you're looking at the Old Testament, you're looking at Exodus 23, uh, well, you're seeing a lot of laws, a lot of, lot of regulations about how we deal with people with truth and how we deal with people who are sojourners, how we deal with um, festivals uh, and all of these things. Think about this. Uh, you might be thinking, well, I don't deal truthfully with enough people. I am not doing enough here. Well, yeah, you, you, ought, you ought to consider that. Consider that, sure. You need to be better. I need to be better. Um, but let me tell you this. This is a window into who God is, what God is like as well. The law, it definitely shines uh, a light onto our sin and our need to repent, yes. But it tells us who the God is that we turn to. And it says to us in verse 9, consider the sojourner because you yourselves were sojourners in Egypt. Implication being that God loved you when you were a slave. That's who, that's, who he, that's who he is. He loves the unworthy, the unlovable, and he shows mercy on them and gives them not only freedom, but a home with him uh, to dwell with him in a land full of blessings. And that is beautiful. That's beautiful. That's who God is. So the gospel's right here in Exodus 23. But wait, it gets better. There's all these regulations about the festivals. And look, God not only gives us, uh, you know, rules about how we're supposed to deal truthfully with people and take care of those who need things but he gives us parties festivals celebrations he has party rules and you got to know those as well because these are very important to understanding who god is he's a god who dwells with his people he celebrates his people you got to know who god is this is our greatest problem in our lives is we have no idea who this god is he's a god who dwells with people He's got all the authority in the world, all the control, but he is present with his people. And he is, and we'll know that in a very intense and beautiful way when we see him face to face. We're going to see Christ face to face and dwell with him and eat with him. Okay, now you move on through here and he's got not only the, the rules for how to deal with people, how to, how to do uh, festivals uh, and celebrations all, and all these things, but he's going to give them a plan for how they're going to go and take the promised land. And we'll see how that occurs uh, four books later when we read Joshua. But he's going to tell them exactly what to do. He's going to give them some warnings up front uh, about how to deal with the lands there, uh, the peoples in the land that's promised to them. And we, we won't belabor the point. Just read those verses and know that that's foreshadowing big time about how it's going to be. And God's going to call a shot. He always does. He calls a shot and he fulfills. If he says it, you can bank on it. That's faith right there. If God says it, you have evidence to believe because he tells you he tells you exactly what's going to happen and if he says it you got to believe it there's no better evidence than god's word think about that now look at 24 if you get to 24 please read 24 it's a picture of the gospel it's a picture of people seeing god and not dying look at this if you look at it god, moses gathers all the people together he gets the priests, Nadab, Abihu, Aaron, and 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 then he gets uh, all the elders, the seventy elders, who's already appointed. You know, back with Jethro a few days back, uh, he gets them all, and he gathers all the people, and he takes blood of an animal, and he throws it on them. He sprinkles them with blood, as a, as a sign of the covenant, okay, that God's made, this promise that He's made 
to, to take away their sins. Now, look at what happens next. They go up the mountain and they describe a picture of God. They saw God, the God of Israel, it says in verse 10. They went up, they saw God. It says, under his feet, was at verse 10, was a pavement of sapphire stone like the heaven of, for clearness. And here's the thing. It says, he did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. They beheld God and ate and drank. Wow. They got to have eating and drinking with God and they didn't die. Uh, so how is this possible? Well, it's only by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that anyone can dwell in the presence of God and be forgiven and have fellowship with him. But that's pictured in Moses throwing blood on them. We don't enter into the, into the presence of God with any kind of confidence or safety without blood. And that's going to be pictured throughout Leviticus. And as you see, John the Baptist, when you get to the Gospels, he says, look, the Lamb of God is here. Behold, the Lamb of God, Jesus. Jesus is the Lamb who will cover us with his blood. He will, he will take up the law of God his whole life. He lives a life of perfect obedience to God's law because we didn't. He does that for us. And then he takes on a death for us that we couldn't die. A death for the wages of sin to save us. And we know it worked because he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. All these things according to the Bible. This has been the plan from the outset. The gospel, and and this is port, but you know, right here in Exodus 24. If you just had this one, you would know enough. It's talking about Jesus. Now, as you get to the New Testament, now look at look at this verse in, in 21 through 16. It's a parable. It's called the parable of the workers in the vineyard. It's a great story about how a, a guy goes out to gather workers, and he'll do this at 6 a.m. You got all the best. He gets all the best ones, and he goes back at nine. There's still people there, so he gathers some more and says, "Come work for me." He he promises them all a day's wage at the beginning, and so the guys at nine they didn't get picked the first round. They get picked again. He goes back at lunchtime. Then he goes back mid afternoon, and he goes back one hour before closing time, and he hires more guys. And then when it, uh, they barely get started, they barely get orientated, and, and then their work's over. So they all line up to get paid, and the guys who got hired last with one hour service, get paid first. Well, how much do you think they get paid? Probably, I don't know, a tenth of a day's wage? Nope. They get a full denarius, a full day's wage. And so the guys at the back are like, whoa, they got a day's wage. How much more are we going to get? Well, they all got paid the same. And people at the back kind of begrudge that. But God gave them what's fair. And look, he gives all of us what's fair. And if we want to talk about what's fair, it's hell. God will give us all hell. Uh, none of us have kept the law of God perfectly. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all transgressed His ways. We haven't kept it. And the wages of sin is death. Now, He doesn't pay us that. He pays us a gift, which is what Christ has earned, which is life with Him, eternal life forevermore. And that's the gospel. Uh, we might think, well, we've done better than that guy over there. He's done less than we have. Well, look, none of us deserve this place with God. We enter in, just like Exodus 24, only by blood, covering our sins, because we have no righteousness of our own. We have no boast in this. In fact, Isaiah 64, 6 says that all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. Um, we might, we might want to boast in it, but we might stack up favorably against someone else, but we do not meet the standard. If we get what we deserve, we would not want that. We don't want that. So this is the gospel, guys. It's beautiful. Read these stories. 
enjoy them and encounter God and who he is in them. Don't forget, you're reading God's word and he's revealing who he is. He's the one who loves the sojourner. He's the one who cleanses the sinner. He's the one who gives us more than we deserve, more than we could ever imagine. He gives us himself. All right, it's been a blessing to, to read these with you. I look forward to spending time with you on day 31. Keep reading the Bible. Keep doing it. It will bless your souls and bless so many people. It will build faith in you and trust in Him. Uh, look, thank you for tuning in. If you've watched this far, hit the like button, turn on the notifications, leave a question and comment, and, and share these uh, words with anybody you can think to do it. And let's keep the build, keep building the momentum. Keep uh, being transformed with the reading of God's Word. And I will see you next time. God bless.